This is Talking Villanova Basketball with Jay Wright, presented by Hartford Funds. This is your chance to get the inside scoop on Villanova basketball. Talking Villanova Basketball with Jay Wright is presented by Hartford Funds. Our benchmark is the investor. Now, let's talk Villanova basketball. Welcome to the Talking Villanova Basketball podcast presented by Hartford Funds. And coach, let's get right to it. Yeah, we have uh, a true Villanova legend. It's official as he gets his uh, jersey retired, but it's great to have him with us. Uh, Ryan Archie Diacono, how are you, Archie? Coach, I'm good. I can't believe this is actually a real life thing that's actually about to happen. Jersey <laughs> retirement to me, it's 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 a surreal moment, and uh, I'm just honored to be here with all you guys and uh, have my name up in the rafters. It'll be uh, a pretty special moment. It's pretty cool. So we're doing this obviously the the day of Arch's Jersey retirement, and we've got uh, Bulls TV people following him around. Mm -hmm. It's it's. Uh, quite different than our, our meetings we used to have at this table, Arch. <laughs> yeah, a little bit different. I mean, <laughs> they were a little bit more serious. This is a more laid-back environment. My Bulls <laughs> TV guys are, are hooking it up, and our troopers here for one night, uh, getting some good video for uh, the Bulls uh, Chicago uh, area people, so it's great. Good. I, I owe them letting them do this because I watch that stuff all the time. <laughs> yeah. I follow you guys. So my, my favorite was, um, and, and I, I wonder if these Bulls guys did this, my favorite video was when you won the preseason training camp one-on-one <laughs> -on -one championship belt. Did yeah. these guys do that one? Did they video yeah, that I one? I, I don't remember. I it think was Cody, on Twitter. I Cody, saw it. Cody might have uh, done it. He, he was nodding his head, but yeah. Tell everybody about that. That was pretty cool. Yeah, so Coach Coach Boylan installed this one-on-one -on -one tournament. Uh, so we had four weeks for our preseason before our training camp started. And it's all optional workouts, but he wanted to get uh, dudes to be more competitive. So we just played. We had a one-on-one -on -one tournament where it was just first one to three like two dribbles you had to spin the ball out to yourself so it was uh, if it didn't hit the rim you didn't have to check it up anything like that it was just kind of competitive call your own fouls and uh, I hadn't won won a game until that last uh, that last uh, round uh, I beat I don't even remember who I beat but then I eventually got matched up with Zach and one of the great things <laughs> Zach that, Levine yeah be. Zach Levine I mean she's should have been an all-star this year too Zach Levine um, so at the end, coach always brought it up because he was like, all right, like he always would divide it and be like, okay, who's going with the East Coast, Big East, Villanova guy versus that. who's going with the Seattle, UCLA, West Coast dude. <laughs> so I had my guys and my friends pick me and then I, it was pretty pretty much Who's everyone on Zach's side <laughs> but uh I was the little engine that could that uh he got his first two buckets and I remember him spinning the ball out to himself and I'm saying to the guys who picked me whose faces were like we picked a bad dude <laughs> we, we picked the wrong side and uh, I was like no don't worry I got him right where I wanted him <laughs> he eventually settles for a step back too and then I didn't let him get the ball after that hit a three hit another three a little up and under and then hit another three and it was uh I felt like Rocky out there. That was cool. <laughs> and he gave you a championship belt for yes. the whole team? Yeah, so that was like the, the one thing that Coach did. Uh, every week, whoever won the one-on-one -on -one challenge got to put the belt in his locker. So it would be like a little like, yeah, like I won this. Like yeah. who's coming after my crown? So uh, I got to keep it in my locker for the rest of the preseason until uh, until training camp started. Very cool. Very cool. I, I love that one, man. I, I um, can segue with that to why – why we recruited you and, and, and your recruitment. And uh, I remember watching you uh, to play. I, I remember the, the gym in Jersey um, 
what, what's it called? Uh, Neptune. Yeah. With the one with place? all the NBA courts. Yeah. What's it uh, called? Um, I forget. Rebounds. Rebounds. Yeah, Rebounds. Yeah, yeah, and uh, watching you dive into the courts were right next to each other, and you're diving into uh, chairs that were along the side, knocking over coolers, and 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 you didn't have a great team, but you were going against no. really good teams. Yeah. And you were killing it. I'm saying, I love this dude, <laughs> man. I love this yeah, dude. Yeah, I, I remember That's that. That's a Villanova basketball player. Absolutely. And I always tell everyone, like, Villanova basketball, you have to be a special player and a special person to come here and be a part of this culture and in this environment. And I just felt like I always try to be the hardest playing guy on the court ever since I was a little kid. So uh, the recruiting. Where did that come from? You know, I think it was uh, – I have to shout out my dad and just, like, I was just that competitive as a person as well. But the football background, just constantly watching sports. And I, I hated to lose more than I liked to win. And I think there's a difference between the two. Yeah. And I just would, like, just be killing myself anytime I lost a game just because I was so super competitive. And so I have to uh, thank my dad, thank my parents for that one. But, uh, yeah. yeah that, co that competitiveness carried over on our team. And – uh, I, 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 can t I told this story um, in public by mistake, but now it's out. And uh -oh. it's, it's an example of competitiveness. <laughs> I don't know where this is going. And uh, it was the first day, of first day of practice in the summer. I believe that was the first summer you could practice mm -hmm. as a team. Yeah. Before that, <coughs> you weren't allowed to work with the guys. And that was our first summer. And Javon Pinkston was the returning junior and bully on our team in a good way. Mm -hmm. And um, he came down and he saw you uh, in transition on defense. And he purposely yeah. just ran you over no, to I see if you would take the charge. Yeah. And you took the charge and everybody went crazy like, yeah, Arch, yeah, Arch. And we thought, all right, that's good enough. The freshman stood <laughs> up to the big bully. Javon, and then like man. two yeah. plays later, you were coming down a transition and – Javon stood, which he always would, stood to take a charge, and you went up and put your knee right <laughs> in his nose and broke his nose. Yeah. And then everybody was really like, yeah, yeah Arch. Yeah. But then they felt bad when they saw Javon bleeding. Mm -hmm. uh, but I couldn't get up that high, but yeah. <laughs> I, I, I did break his nose, though. The beauty <laughs> of that was that everybody had the ultimate respect for you right then. And the real beauty of that team and what we were starting to build then and Javon was, Javon wasn't mad. He loved that you did it. He, yeah. He I was hurting, but he loved you and loved that you did that. Yeah, I think it was a sign of respect thing. I think he didn't really know what to expect from this, this white kid coming from the suburbs. And he's <laughs> from Brooklyn and this big tough guy. And I just tried to stick right up to him. And I think our whole freshman class kind of brought that edge, um, yeah. edge that year and that summer to kind of help turn the program back to what, what it was before. Yeah. And – Coming, growing up, did you were you watching like when did you start watching Hell Villanova yeah. basketball? Your mom and dad were both alums, and I, I've used another analogy. And you're never around when I say it, so I can check all my facts here. <laughs> um, but I would always use the analogy that you were like a kid growing up in Alabama that played football and then went to play football at Alabama. That you grew up in Philly watching Villanova since you were a little kid because your parents made you. Yeah. But when you got here, you knew everything about the history and you know everything about the program yeah absolutely i mean the first couple teams i remember and they're still like legends to me is like you had nards a ray kyle randy curtis sumter like will sheridan i don't know if all of them were on that team versus north yeah. carolina where yeah. they called the the bs travel on yeah. a ray but ever since then i remember like how old were you then what was that oh six or oh five oh five so i was 11 
Wow. Ever ever since like then, I remember being like Villanova's my team. I would watch them. All Scotty Reynolds. I would love watching him. <laughs> love watching that whole crew. And like I always say, it's so funny. Like the one thing that sticks out is like of every team, like. I see Dwayne Anderson. I still think he's the legend from the Final Four team in 09. Like, that's just the <laughs> way that my like my Villanova fandom. Like I'm still a fan of all these players yeah, too, that man. were that were legends before. And like I wore 15. I'm like, whoa! I get to wear Reggie Redding's number. <laughs> so that, I, I'm dead serious. With I that believe too. it. Yeah. I I um I never really heard you articulate it like that, but I I know exactly what you're saying. I I feel the same way when I when I see Chris Ford still and Tom Inglesby. I was 11 years old when they went to the championship in 71 against UCLA. Mm -hmm. and, you know, they're like old guys now, man. They come around. But to me, in my mind, yeah. they're still the greatest players to me. Like um, Chris, uh, Chris Jenkins is going to join us on the podcast after we take a little break. But I showed the team um, the other night that uh, a, a, a video of um, Alan Ray and Kyle, Low Kyle Lowry, um, Randy Foy, Mike Nardi, they did a little sit down mm -hmm. and Kyle Lowry ended it saying, I don't care what anybody says. I don't care about Archie Diakon. I don't care about anybody. Randy Foy is coach's all time favorite <laughs> player. And, and I'm thinking to myself, no, he's not. Chris Ford's my all time <laughs> yeah, favorite that's, player. That's funny. Yeah. You have your, your coaching favorite player, but your, your true fandom growing up a Villanova fan, your favorite player. Exactly. That's man. funny, man. So when, when we were recruiting you, like I, re I remember the, um, the, uh, the tough, battle we had with florida mm -hmm. where, where was your mind growing up like 10th 11th grade as we were trying to evaluate you what were you thinking about villanova then yeah i mean i knew what, i knew it was always my dream school and i really wanted to go there but there was always like a you got to keep an, o an open mind to everything and, and billy donovan uh, when he was the florida coach they were coming off of national championships as well he was recruiting me like crazy coming up showing at my gym like the next day after i visited school Tell me all the, the the great things about Florida and him having point guards who handed the ball all the time because it was a knock to have four guards out on the court one time and yeah, now it's yeah. what everyone does. So yeah, um, it was it was a great. Uh, That's a great point. I know. So I, <laughs> I think about it all the time. I'm like, hey, he he said that there would only be one point guard hand on the ball. You can handle the ball all the time, and now. Everyone's playing with multiple guards. Look at the Thunder now play with three point guards out on the court all the time. That's so. such a good – that was our toughest – Yeah. That was our toughest sell in recruiting with you because he had you convinced that you would have the ball time and here you'd have to play with Yeah, with multiple guards. guards. Yeah, that oh, they were going to hand the ball. You're not going to be able to play with the ball in your hand as much. And you know what? He did a great job. And my AU coach uh, had a good relationship because they were from the same area. Went to the same grade school, so they had a great relationship. I had a great relationship, but ultimate factor was I've like you said before about the Alabama football kids getting recruited and want to go to school there. That's how I felt about Villanova. Uh, my whole life, I was dreamed about playing there. Were, were you were you just waiting to see how much we wanted you, or were you waiting to see what the situation was? Yeah, I think it was a combination of both. Because it was it was it was close there. Because yeah. I remember your mom crying to me. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. After you took the visit to Florida, uh, yeah. please don't let him go to Florida, Jay. Please get this. I'm like, yeah. I'm I don't like, know what you Patty, want me to do. I, well, you know, well, I don't know how much more I could do here, I man. We, we got ourselves in a tough spot. And I she was, was literally crying. I was set in stone to go to Florida. I told Coach Donovan I wanted to commit when I was on my recruiting visit there. And my mom's like, you have to keep an open mind. You have to keep an open mind just because, like, it would kill her to have her kid not go to Villanova. <laughs> and you know what? It took, a, it took a while, and I think – I think you would thank JD as well. Jason Donnelly yeah. did a great job. He was recruiting me. 
And he's yeah. like, Coach, you like he's about to go to Florida, and then you kind of stepped in, and I was like, All right, now now the big guys recruit me. I got to go <laughs> now. So remember when I came to school and sat at the lunch table with all your oh crazy God. crew, all my high school remember friends. Remember that crew? Still, uh, my best friends today. Uh, my boy Ryan Marson acting. They're a bunch of high school clowns acting like he's studying like a chemistry book. But little Coach Wright goes, You know that book's upside down, right? Like, <laughs> just a bunch of kids, man, and they they all. Still look up to you, but that we all looked up to you back then, too. It was crazy. <laughs> that, was a good, that was a good day in the Chamonix High School, man. <laughs> biggest, biggest, high, biggest high school ever, the Bucks County boys. <laughs> that was um, – and, and now, how about um, your senior year? Um, you know, since we're re retiring New Jersey, a lot of media people have been asking me questions, and all these things are coming back. But you had a back injury and didn't play your senior year. We actually – had to go out and get Tony Chenault as a transfer mm -hmm. because we didn't know if you were going to be able to play yeah, your freshman I, year. How about that? I think that? that was one of the big things going back. To Everything worked out so perfect. No I one know, knows I that. I know, all the little stuff in between. But I think that's what made you guys, after I took that charge versus Jay Vaughn, you guys were like, oh, he's, he's fine. Exactly. He's okay. And Tony was there, and Tony was a great teammate and, and is a, uh, a great kid and doing great things in his life now. But he kind of guided me as like a freshman because he had played yeah. two years in the ACC. So he kind of looked up to him to kind of show me the ropes. But it's funny how the way everything turned out. We were we were scared to death. We're thinking, first of all, you probably would have been a McDonald's All-American if you played that year because you were having a great high school career. And, and now we're thinking, we thought we were getting like a McDonald's All-American. And now... This kid might never play yeah, here. I know. We went from so high, and of course, feel bad for you, but selfishly, yeah, we were yeah, like, "Oh man, to, yeah, you had to figure we're it out." We're in too. trouble. Absolutely. And, and thank God, Tony. Tony was a a big part of that. In in, in it was his junior senior year, mm -hmm. your freshman sophomore, sophomore year, yeah. of getting because we were coming off a thirteen and nineteen season mm -hmm. when you and Daniel came in. What were you, what were you thinking coming in? You know, just be the toughest guy out in the court play as hard as I can, but also learn from these older guys. I didn't look at myself as this big time, like high school recruit. I was just like, you know what? I want to fit in with these guys and bring what I can to the team to help us win. I didn't really try to be the man. I just tried to do do what I knew, uh, uh, know how what, know what I wanted to do out on the court, just be tough and kind of set the tone and set the example for our freshman class. And then it kind of took off from there with the whole team. How does that translate in the, in the NBA? Um, does does that mindset um, give you more value? And, and, and in your early years, when you were with the um, Spurs and you were in the G League, was it was it just not recognized, or was it learning more of the game? What how, yeah. how does that whole mentality fit with the Bulls? I think it was. Uh it's all about timing and opportunity. Um, my game never changed and still won't change with just being the toughest dude, play hard. But you also have to make shots and get in the right place to have the right opportunity to play where you can showcase the best you and be the best you you could be. And I think that with the Chicago Bulls, I was able to get in there. There were some unfortunate uh, injuries, and I got to play some. And so that was my opportunity, and I had to take advantage of it. And I think that everyone was able to see that I could play at this level while being a good person on the court, a good person off the court, and kind of bring in a good culture uh, to the organization. I know that the Bulls love that. I remember when Fred Hoiberg was deciding whether to keep you or not. We had a number of conversations on the phone, and that, and he he valued that. He mm -hmm. knew it, you know. And I, and I kept saying, "Just I promise you, he won't let you down. You will be so happy you make this." And he said it because I want to do this. Mm -hmm. And he really gave you your opportunity. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was Fred Hoiberg, and then. 
unfortunately, um, they move, uh, moved on and went in a different direction. And Coach Bullen, I think, values the same thing and uh, values culture and bringing a team, family environment uh, in there. So I think uh, with both coaches, uh, I would not be where I'm at today without them too. That's cool. Uh, we're going to take a little break, and then we'll bring Chris Jenkins in, and we'll talk a little about uh, your last couple years at Villanova. Sounds You're listening good. to the Talking Villanova Basketball Podcast presented by Hartford Funds. We'll resume our conversation with Ryan Archidiacono after this. When Mother Nature strikes, count on your certaintyed roof to perform. That's the commitment we've made to homeowners for more than 100 years. For roofing you can rely on, look no further than CertainTeed. To find a CertainTeed credentialed contractor near you, visit CertainTeed.com. This is a shout-out to the professional tailgaters, game-day grillers, and potluck pros. Whether you bake it, smoke it, stack it, or melt it, there's nothing more important about how you cook up your team spirit while serving it with an ice-cold Coca-Cola, Coke Zero Sugar, or Coke Life. We may not all agree on the best game-day foods, but when you serve your meals with a Coke, you know you've got yourself a winner. Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. ExxonMobil and Dunn Manning, proud sponsors of Villanova Wildcat Athletics. This podcast is brought to you by Hartford Funds, a leading asset manager based in Wayne, Pennsylvania. While other investment management companies measure performance against the S&P 500, Hartford Funds has a different measure of success, investor satisfaction. Hartford Funds, our benchmark is the investor. J.J. White Incorporated is the single-source, multi-trade contractor for your next construction project. Since 1920, J.J. White Incorporated has been constructing with knowledge and providing service with integrity and safety. Visit J.J. White online at jjwhiteinc.com. Are you looking for something imprinted or embroidered? If so, let Campus Clothes help you get the look. Whether your team is in the corporate office or on the athletic field, Campus Clothes can supply your team with all its needs. Visit us on the web at campusclothes.com or give us a call at 215-357-0892. You may not play well, but you will always look good. If you think your debit card can't help you with your financial game, you're probably not using the red key. Introducing EasyUp by KeyBank the tool that helps you reduce debt by setting $1 aside from your checking account every time you use your debit card. Automatically racking up savings and paying down debt with EasyUp. It's how you make financial progress. KeyBank is member FDIC and the exclusive retail bank of Villanova Athletics. NovaCare, the exclusive provider of physical therapy to Villanova. The Wildcats choose NovaCare. So can you. We are back talking Villanova basketball on the podcast presented by Hartford Funds. And, Coach, time to introduce uh, another member of the 2016 NCAA National Champions. Yeah, we got the famous combo together here. Archie Diacono to Chris Jenkins for the championship. What's up, big Chris? How are you, buddy? How you doing, Coach? Thanks for having me. Good to have you here, man. So, Archie, what do you think? <laughs> Playing with Crystal, did you ever think he'd be back as a coach? Man, <laughs> man, 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 oh, man. Let's keep the stories to a minimum. I know, I know, I know, to man. a minimum. That's my brother right there. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised at the, the uh, impact. He's got a great positive impact. We love having him Doesn't around. Doesn't surprise me at all. I, now, 
you guys, w w while we have, we, we got to hit this first. Let, let's, um, if Illinois people listen to this, would want to know, and I'm sure we, it, it, it's amazing. We have never talked about this together. Right. The, the la right? <laughs> not, uh, yeah, not we haven't. We've no. never <laughs> talked about this no, shot no. together. I mean, I have to talk about it to everybody else without yeah. you guys around. It's pretty no. cool. But, you know, when I was asked about it, I, I would always say that, and truthfully, that you guys were so amazing at the, in that huddle. Um, we had blown a 10-point lead. Archie, you actually jumped in the air. turnover. You got trapped and yeah. jumped in the air, which you never did. Yeah. Um, turned the ball over. I wanted to kill you guys. I wanted to kill all of you. Mm -hmm. And But you guys, when we walked in that huddle with 4.7 seconds, you guys were all just looking at each other, looking at me, just saying, attitude, attitude. And I, to this day, I was so proud of you guys then. And in my mind, I said, you know what? If these guys get this right now, with all this pressure, and they're saying attitude to each other, and they're going, we got this, we got this, coach. I'm like, I don't care what happens in this game. If they can take that into life, which you both have, I'm good. That's why I didn't get, I didn't get excited about it because I was so amazed by your guys' attitude. Do you remember that huddle, 4.7 seconds? I do remember it. And, I, you know, that was just what Daniel and Arch and all the guys before them had taught us. So we knew that they were going to be cool and dialed in to the moment. So we just we just locked in right with them. It was like our final test as like seniors. You know, I mean, Marcus Page hits a great shot, and we all kind of knew what the play was going to be. We all knew the time. We knew the scenario. We knew the situation. And everyone, I think we were just calm in there. I think we were like, all right, like he made a good shot, but we're about to go score because we've done this play a thousand times every thousand. single day for the past three to four years. So – the ball was in my hands and just put the trust in me and found a uh, big fella over here for a national hey, I, championship. I, I just, I, I never got to talk to you guys. I talk about it all the time publicly, but I never got to talk to you guys together about it. That huddle, it just, um, it amazed me. And, and you, you guys were, and, and I know you're going to take that into life, and I've, I've seen you, you both do it. Um, walk everybody through, and I had nothing to do with this, so I, I don't even know what the answer is. You guys coming out of the huddle, walking to inbound the ball. Was there any conversation or? I think Chris, you remember because uh, you inbounded it. You, I, th I think this is this just shows Chris's basketball IQ. Like he was just like, "Hey Arch, like I'm gonna be open, like trailing behind." Because everyone kind of forgets about the inbounder. They had parked one dude in the middle of the paint. I forget if it was like Bryce, Bryce Johnson, Johnson or some, somebody. Yeah, yeah. So I, I kept that in the back of my head and. I'll be honest, I was like, all right, after Marcus Page hit that, I'm like, I'm about to hit the best college shot in like because <laughs> I knew the I ball know. was. We all be, thought that. Yeah, yeah, we all like I was like, all right, this is my moment, like local kid, Villanova. But like, you know, I I didn't I was like, all right, I'm gonna make the right decision though. It yeah. if it wasn't the best time for me to shoot it. And Chris with his great basketball IQ, just he got my peripheral vision. I specifically remember How did 70, you say that, Chris? How did you say that to him? You remember exactly what you said? Yeah, I think we were just walking out. You know, we were all calm, like you said. Everybody was calm, so I think we just walked out, and I was like, "I think I'm gonna be open." Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they put nobody on the ball, yeah. but it had been that way all year. Yeah, right. In a situation right. like that, I, right. I don't remember anyone guarding the ball. Wow. That's while I was taking it out, so I was like, but when we practiced. We never got we that. We never, never did that. Yeah. It I mean, never we ran got the play that. every time, but you always either found someone else or got a shot. Yeah, I mean, we had the pin down going on the other side, I think, for Phil, who had yep. 20 yeah. in the game. So yep. we had options all over the place. So in practice, I don't 
I can't remember one time I don't you trailing me being like, hey, arch, arch. Like, I'll, I'll I also admit I, in practice I was like, I'm not <laughs> running up to him. He's about to shoot it. No yeah. way. <laughs> Only in practice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he sprinted, and that was the fastest we've ever seen Chris Jenkins run when he knew he was going to be like an open three. <laughs> I love so, so, Archie, we – uh, last night we uh, we had a team you know team meeting as you know how we do the night before the games and uh, Chris was in there with them now he's part of the staff and I showed him a, a video of, of um, uh, as I said earlier Alan Ray I mean not not Randy Foy Kyle Neptune Curtis Sumter those guys and they were talking about you know their days when they first came in what when when you guys first came in you were a f- sophomore you were a freshman mm-hmm. right what was what was that year like. It was just such a learning curve, you know, for Josh, Daryl, and I because, you know, we were freshmen coming in. You know, com- Josh and I coming from D.C. where, you know, we were the mi- – like, we ran the city, <laughs> both of us, you know. It and was it was our, you against him for the – Yeah, for yeah. every player of the year where it was Josh and I. So, you know, coming up here, you know, we were like – Philly, D.C., like, man, we about to turn this into a PG County flood game. <laughs> That's <laughs> so funny. That, that was just our mindset. You know, we just wanted to come and, and join a great team, but also we wanted to leave our mark on, on the program in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Where were we that year, Archie, in terms we, of like, uh, So we lost uh, Mo, and but we lost – Where did you uh, feel the, the program was? I think we were in a good spot after – I mean – I don't know if we want to call it a successful season, but I think our freshman year team, we weren't the most talented, but we played damn hard every night. And we would win games by scrapping and playing super, super ugly and lose lose a lot of games as well. But they were all learning experiences. And knowing the class that we had coming in with, with Chris and Josh and Daryl, that they were guys who were made for our Villanova program and could take it in the next uh, – uh, the next step in the right direction and just continue to keep growing and growing as players and as a team. So I think we were heading in the right direction given the three guys that were coming in. Chris, you heard those guys talking about when when Randy was saying like there was no one to look up to, you know, when, when we got here, it was, you know, we were, it was just us, you know, and you were telling us what we were supposed to be saying to me, you were telling us what we were supposed to do, but we didn't see what it looked like. Did you feel like when we were telling you guys what to do, it was just as crazy as Randy and those guys were saying? No, because we had great, great examples in front of us. You know, Arch, Daniel, that class, they were amazing. Even to Pat, Hank, everyone in that class That's was amazing. True. Kev Rafferty. The but yeah. also, I knew Taj since I was like 13. Nobody knows that. I don't, I don't even think you knew that. No. Yeah, so I, I knew, I've known Taj since I was 13 years old. So I, I had a relationship with him as well. And then I also knew JP just through the AP, I mean, through the AAU, uh, circuit and stuff so you know we just had great examples in front of us so I was probably the least Villanova basketball player ever to come here. <laughs> I was not diving I wasn't taking no you know I wasn't doing any Wait, of that that's but dead wrong you no, no. took more charges than anybody you always took not arch, no one took more than arch. <laughs> but you took charges I, t- I took a few and they were because it was like they were memorable there were nothing it was nothing else to do you took charges you took charges because you knew the play would end and you wouldn't have to run around and play defense. Yeah, anymore. that's a fact. That's a fact. No, I agree. I, I agree. But Archie, where were we? <laughs> your, so that was your sophomore year. Sophomore year. Your junior year, where, where did you feel <laughs> we were ready the program to, was? We were ready to win a national championship. Where I don't were know we? if we would ever say that. Were you thinking that at the time? No, but I, we all knew we had a damn good team. We were 29-5, and five, lost to Shabazz and the future national champions, which a game we probably should have won. 
but bringing everyone back. And we well, we lost Taj, right? Was he we lost Taj, Taj and, and Tony. Taj and Tony, but like we still had Darren and Javon as seniors. We were getting, I think Dylan was getting his second year as well. And then we had Chris, Josh, and then we bring in uh, Phil. Phil and Mikhail too. Yeah. So we were like, man, we have a bunch of good dudes and a bunch of ballers out there. And then I think we saw that throughout the season. We just kept growing and growing. And then we just found a tough matchup in the, uh, the second round of uh, my junior year tournament. And what did you guys, your, your junior year, Chris's sophomore yeah. year, what did you think after that NC State loss? Um, you know, I tried to get you guys to be positive about it. It's such a great season, and I always think you listen to everything I say. But now that you're not, now that we're not together, what, what, were you really? Did you guys really feel good about that and feel that you, you did? You just had a tough game, but you had a great season. I'll let Chris answer that first. Um, I'm a sore loser, so it it definitely stung. And I don't know if you remember, but I remember we had an end of the season meeting. You met with each individual player, and I remember sitting in a meeting with you and telling you how I felt like I I didn't do as much as I could, you know, for the team. And I felt bad that I felt like I had let Javon and Darren and those guys down because as a sophomore, I had a lot of ups and downs just considering that I wasn't playing like I wanted to play or doing certain things that I wanted to do. So I knew going into that next year, Arch and Daniel senior year, there was going to be no doubt that I gave them everything that I had because I knew that I didn't give that to Darren and JP. I kind of do remember that now that you say that. That's interesting, those things I don't. And for me, I mean, I think you remember it. I was sitting after the NCAA tur- uh, tournament loss versus NC State. We were in Pittsburgh, and we stayed in the, we had a meeting oh, in the I meal room. This. And then Pat Farrell, me, and Henry – we did. We like couldn't move. We didn't want to see our families. We just felt like sick to our stomach for Darren and for Javon that our team wasn't good enough. And we kind of sat in there. And you came over and joined us for that. thirty minutes, forty-five I mean, minutes, a long time, man. talking about how we weren't gonna go down that way next year, and that as captains, as our senior class was to be, we weren't gonna have that happen to us because we felt so bad. We saw the look in Darren and Javon's faces of how we all kind of let them down. So we wanted to be like, you know, what, it's our senior year. It's our last chance. So we might as well, if people don't like us, if they think we're corny for doing the Villanova basketball way, then so be it. But we're going to go down doing uh, what we know how to do best. That's the hardest thing to get somebody to do is exactly how you just explained it. If if we're going to go down, we're going to do it the Villanova basketball way. That, and that's that's why you you want it. It's it's I always feel that uh, you you have to decide right, what can I live with. You know, if 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 we're, I can live with going down, if we're going to do it the Villanova basketball way, mm-hmm. right? And you guys, uh, it's to hear you. We always said that as coaches, but to hear you guys say that as players, that's the key. Two things before we go: the um, the game against Iowa, the second round game, which is what you guys just talked about. Like Chris, you felt like you let everybody down. You let the upperclassmen down. Art, you said we're not going to go out the same way. That was the game. Mm. Second round that everybody, you know, everyone is saying, oh, they got to get past the second round. What were you thinking going into that game? Um, honestly, Josh and I, we had, this was our first year starting. So we were in new roles. So he and I had talked, we talked all the time. And, you know, we were just like, you know, we're starters now. Like, we're, we're going to rewrite that story. That's just not, that's just not something that we want to be a part of. And, 
you know Josh is the ultimate competitor. So yeah. and he drove and he brought the the ultimate competitor out of me. So you know when I saw how serious he was about it, then I was like, you know what, I'm with you. And I th just think that you know going into that Iowa game. We were gonna follow Arch and Daniel's lead, but you know we were just we were just gonna give it everything we had, like we had did all year. <laughs> were you thinking about that at all going into that game? From top to bottom, you could see the dude's intensity. That like we know we say every game is the exact same at Villanova, but we all knew that we were gonna be judged on this game. So in that first half, I saw us warming up, and I saw the intensity in everyone's eyes. And you say you can see it in, in people's yeah. eyes. I really saw it in Josh and Chris and Henry and Pat and Phil, like everyone knew that this was the game and that if we won this game, we were playing with the house's money. Like the rest of the season, we were just like, all right, we're going to play harder than everyone. And then we just found our groove both offensively and defensively, and look where it took us. That's cool. Well, it's great having you back, Archie, and congratulations on your, on your retirement. And great to have you back on the staff. Chris, your number retirement, not your retirement. <laughs> and, uh, I hope I still can play. <laughs> enjoy the night, man. And Thank uh, you so much. You're the best. And, uh, Chris, we love having you around, brother. This All right, Michael, take it away. This has been the Talking Villanova Basketball Podcast presented by Hartford Funds. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to Talking Villanova Basketball presented by Hartford Funds. Now coming to you throughout the season and beyond. Talking Villanova Basketball with Jay Wright is presented by Hartford Funds. Our benchmark is the investor. Stop by Great American Pub, Bar, and Grill with locations in Conshohocken, Wayne, and Phoenixville. If you're looking for fine food in a casual atmosphere, Great American Pub is the place for you. Come out to Great American Pub for great food, great times, and great fun. For more information, visit us at www.greatamericanpub.com.